Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. In 1924, Witness Lee was dynamically saved by the Lord as a young man in his native China, and he promptly consecrated the rest of his life to the gospel. He co-labored with Watchman Nee for parts of the next three decades, and in 1962, Witness Lee was led by the Lord to come to the United States. During his 35 years of service to the Lord in America, he ministered in weekly meetings and weekend conferences, delivering thousands of spoken messages. Much of his speaking has since been published as more than 400 titles, many of which have been translated into numerous foreign languages. He gave his last public conference in February 1997 at the age of 91. We're happy today to be able to bring you recorded excerpts from his speaking and encourage you to contact us if you have any further questions or comments. Please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. Ezra and Nehemiah are the recovery books of the Bible. That's because they talk about the recovery of Israel, God's people in the Old Testament, back to Jerusalem from captivity in Babylon. Today, we're going to see the crucial need in this recovery for Ezra and many that would follow his pattern today. This is Matt Miller, and Bill Lawson is here to delve into the Word of God with me. Bill, thanks for coming by the studio for this particular life study. I think this is going to be a rich portion, Matt. Bill, this is the last life study radio program from the book of Ezra that we're going to do, and it's entitled, The Need for Ezra's, Those Skilled in the Word of God. I've been enjoying these programs from Ezra a lot, Bill, up to now, and they're all about the Lord's recovery, and I look forward to today's program. Let me read a few sentences from the first life study to kind of give a background on this word recovery. In Witness Lee's uh, Life Study of Ezra, page 4, he says at the beginning here of the life study, Even among us, individually, whoever is defeated in the spiritual life has been captured. He will remain in captivity until he repents. Through his repentance, he will be brought back. If we are captured, we are captured away from the enjoyment of Christ. But our repentance brings us back to him, back to the enjoyment of Christ. Bill, can you give a little introduction or a, a foretaste of today's program? Yes, that's quite interesting, Matt, when you talked about this uh, title, The Need for Ezra's, Those Who Are Skilled in the Word of God. Of course, I think we all need a kind of a background here when we talk about the recovery books of like Ezra and Nehemiah. Of course, at this time, Israel is really in captivity. They were carried away from Israel into Babylon, Syria, and Egypt. Mainly, they were captured away to Babylon for 70 years in Babylonian captivity. They lost all of the things that God had given to them through all of the uh, centuries. The children of Israel were carried away. The vessels of gold and silver were taken out of the temple and brought into the uh, temple there in Babylon. These vessels, they refer to the experiences of Christ that the real believers in the Lord should have. But now these vessels have been captured away to Babylon. That means if we as God's people today are not enjoying Christ, experiencing Christ, following him, following his word, we also are in captivity. It's a serious thing. So 
here, God's people are in captivity. Uh, Some came back through the leadership of Zerubbabel, who was the administrator, uh, kind of a a governor, and he brought back the administration and government back with a few of the remnant that came back to the good land. But there was a need also of of someone skilled, a person who is uh, quite excelling in the Word of God to reconstitute the people uh, with the things of God, because, you know, they had been reconstituted with all the Babylonian things, the Babylonian culture, their religion, the clothing, the dress, the language, the customs of the Babylonians had been constituted into these Israelites. So Ezra rose up. He saw the need. He went to the king. He got permission, marvelous here, to bring back a remnant to uh, back to Jerusalem and the land of Israel to begin a reconstituting work of the people of God to make them really God's people again. Wonderful story, Bill. And I'm, I'm again, I, I've enjoyed these programs a lot. I'm really looking forward to today's. Uh, let's join Witness Lee from his speaking from December 1994, which was very near the end of his 21-year life study of the Bible. Let's go there now. After God created Adam, he promised that he would come to be the seed of woman. Then he prophesied further, he would come to be seed of Abraham, which will be the blessing to all the nations. We know the nation of Israel came into existence due to the continuous labor of the triune God for 1,000 years. God did his choosing. He selected Abraham. Then he sent Moses to them to deliver them out of Egypt as a nation and brought them to Mount Sinai and there stayed quite close to one year to educate them, you see, to civilize them, give them five bucks, think about it, two million people, no culture. What culture they have? Egyptian culture. Yet, God's intention was to have them as his testimony. According to their Egyptian culture, they could only be a testimony of Egypt. So, God kept them in Mount of Sinai for nearly a year to teach them, to build them up into a heavenly divine constitution instead of the Egyptian constitution. After such a training time, my goodness, they became an army, not only formed, organized, but constituted. Constituted God with man, and man with God. So in typology, all the Israelites were God men. Wow, Bill, that's really quite a summary that we've gone all the way from the creation of Adam 
to the constitution of the entire nation of Israel as God-men for one year under the teaching of Moses at Mount Sinai and under the Pentateuch, Moses' five books. This is really a good lead-in to today's program and the need for Ezra's, isn't it, Bill? Really so, Matt. This is one of Brother Lee's classics. He's able to summarize the Word of God, and in this sense, he's a real Ezra. He's very, very skillful in the Word of God because he can go to the Word of God and extract the essence of the truth, and he could bring together a couple thousand years of the history and bring it right to our personal experience today. This takes an enormous amount of gift and skill. Okay, Bill. We saw that there were two returns of Ezra. You referred to this a little bit in the opening, okay? The first return from captivity in Babylon back to Jerusalem was the return with Zerubbabel, the governor, to rebuild the temple, the house of God. And then quite a few years later, after the temple was built, there was another return with Ezra. In the first return, there was the Lord as the Spirit stirring them up to... uh, go back. But with Ezra, it doesn't say that the Spirit ever stirred him up. He just realized the need, and he initiated a contact with the king, and he came back to establish them, to reconstitute them with the divine truth. Okay, so let's join Witnessly in the need for the Word of God through Ezra. Firstly, it's rubbable, a seed of David's royal family rose up for him to initiate the return, the scout, because all those Israels in captivity, I believe they became somewhat wild. Killing people, committing adultery, stealing one another, lying, committing. So a bunch of these kind of animal kind of people wanted to return to the Holy Land To be God's people, they need a strong governor, Zerubbabel. He did a good job. He had a temple built with the elder. Wonderful. How about the people? Well, still. So there's a need of an Ezra. One who is a priest, serving God. Also a scribe, a learned scholar, Skill in the Word of God. Skill in the law of Moses. There was the need of such a person. What he did, he brought them back, he called a meeting with them, he confessed of the sin of Israel to bring them back to the Word of God. So, we need Ezra today to teach the people, to educate them, to civilize them, to culture them, to constitute them with the heavenly truths. You know, when Israel went back, they were stir up, they rose up, they went up, and they brought up, brought up what? Brought up the vessels. 5,400 pieces, vessels, from the house of God captured by Nebuchadnezzar. They brought up all these 5,400 pieces back to Jerusalem. Those vessels are types of Christ's riches. 
all the riches of Christ, by what way the Lord today is moving? By his word, by the truth. And his word is in the Bible. But the Bible needs the interpretation. The life study is the proper study of the Bible. Bill, we started out here talking about the need for Ezra's in the Lord's recovery, and we ended up with Witness Lee talking about the life study of the Bible being the proper study of the Bible. Could you tie this together a little bit for our listeners? Uh, Yes, Matt. Just as 25 centuries ago, God needed and raised up an Ezra to reconstitute his people with the holy word of God, mainly at that time the Pentateuch of Moses. Today, the Lord is also after those in our age, in our lifetime, Matt, to properly constitute the Christians today with the proper and deeper truths of the Holy Word. As you mentioned, Brother Lee, you can consider a real Ezra. Back in 1974, he began a life study of the Bible. He began with the book of Romans, so 16 chapters in Romans. And year after year, 1975, it was John and Hebrews. 76, it was Revelation. 77, it was Matthew. 78, it was Ephesians. He went through the entire Bible, Matt, the New Testament and even the Old Testament, and he opened up the deeper truths and divine matters in the Bible, book by book, in a very, very skillful way. We were under that ministry for years, and we could never forget it. And I would say this is what we're talking about, a life study of the Bible. I think now it's over 25,000 pages of the deeper truths and understandings of every book of the Bible. And this has really, I would say, constituted a number of believers in our lifetime with the deeper truths in God's Word, the triune God, God's economy, the eternal life, the all-inclusive Christ, the life-giving Spirit, the Church as the body of Christ, the New Jerusalem. I mean, just item after item has been unveiled to us through this life study of the Bible. So I would say today uh, we have ones like Watchman Nee, ones like Brother Lee, who are real Ezra's, but the Lord needs more Ezra's. We know Brother Lee passed away in 1997, but today he's after uh, more Ezra's that would be faithful to him and to also rise up to constitute God's people with these deeper truths. Bill, let's tie it in a little bit back to Ezra and what Ezra did with the children of Israel. You know, Witness Lee referred to the situation under Zerubbabel with the returned captives and how there was probably a situation there of unruliness, maybe adultery, some murder, some stealing— There was really a need for an Ezra to be there to perfect them, to reconstitute them with the divine truth to preserve them. How about that situation? Right, Matt. Zerubbabel was used by the Lord to civilize, in a sense, and to administrate the people, to bring them into a situation where you could have a civil government, a civil society without criminal activity and so on, yet they did not have the constitution of God's Word. They were only somewhat controlled in that way from becoming wild. But the Lord needs another aspect to reconstitute his people, and that's the Word of God with the divine things, not merely to make them civilized, but to reconstitute them with the heart of God, with the plan of God, with the purpose of God, with the move of God. This takes a skillful scribe like 
Ezra, who is very much a scholar. He knows the law of Moses, plus he's able to apply the law of Moses, just like the Supreme Court justices today, in a sense. They uh, have to know the Constitution, but they have to know how to apply the Constitution, how to use the precedence of law in order to properly interpret the Constitution that the uh, United States government would be strong and the people would be properly built up. So there is the need for this reconstitution from an Ezra, someone who's very skilled in the Word of God. And uh, I can't help but say, now coming back to Witness Lee, you mentioned how he started this life study in 1974, and he went book by book Book. through it. And each time he went through each book, I was there also, he would hand out a little copy of each book, right. recovery version, with brand new study notes to go along. Each year, he would come out with study notes for each book. Well, those study notes in the recovery version were released for the New Testament in 1985, and they've been enjoyed all around. Good. And those of us who've been reading it enjoy it, and uh, I can't help but uh, put an echo to what you said. Witnessly is really and Ezra today, skilled in the Word of God to help us be reconstituted with the divine things. And the embodiment of his teaching is contained in these footnotes that are now available in the entire Bible. Right. Well, let's go on, Bill, to the final section with Witness Lee and see some details of the truth. Talk about the, the truth itself. Let's go to Witness Lee for the conclusion of today's life study. Let me share with you to call on the name of the Lord is a truth. Baptism is a truth? No. This is why we may have immersion. We may have sprinkling. Calling on the name is not a truth. Parading is not a truth. What are the truths? Justification by faith, a truth. Regeneration, a truth. Sanctification, a truth. Transformation, a truth. Confirmation, a truth. Renewing is a truth. Transfiguration is a truth. These are the truths. People say, Hi, brother so and so, what is sanctification? You say, Well, I know a little bit, just to be separated unto God. Now, what's the difference between sanctification and renewing? I don't know. Today, the whole world. It's in famine of God's word. But the Lord has spent over 21 years to put out the 66 books all under life study. Just concerning the New Jerusalem, I put out more than 30 messages. You have to study. You got master's degree. You got PhD. But you didn't spend much time in the truth of God. Ezra is different. Ezra was a skilled in the word of God. Brother Nee spent that much time. We worked together. I knew him. And I spent this short time, 70 years, learning to be skillful in the word. So, what is in there today? Today needs more Ezra's. Today, we need more Ezra's. It's kind of the bottom line of this whole program, isn't it, Bill? Can you talk a little bit more about his skill in the Word of God and and why he's different? Uh, Right. Uh, 
Matt, I think if we look at the actual the book of Ezra itself, it gives us a little bit of, of a window into what kind of a person Ezra was, especially chapter 7 of Ezra, verse 10. The text reads, For Ezra had set his heart to seek the law of Jehovah. So number one, we can say his heart, his entire inward being was fixed, was resolved, determined to be a person, to know God in his word. So that's a real show window here. The number one, we need to set our heart, fix our heart uh, entirely on knowing the Lord, knowing his word. So this takes a real resolve. Number two, it says he not only set his heart to do it, but he did it. He obeyed the word of God. So number one, his heart inwardly was one to really know the word and the Lord. And number two, he was a person resolved to carry out what his heart felt to do. And number three, it says he determined also to teach this law and the statutes and the ordinances. These these statutes and the ordinances are like the smaller items that go along with a major law. So he was very detailed. He not only wanted to have a heart to know the Lord and his word, but he also wanted to teach this to everyone that he could. So this gives us a show unto what kind of a person he was. And Ezra was very skilled. He was a scribe. He would descend it from the priestly tribe of Levi and the priestly family of Aaron. So he was a scholar, and he was very learned, and he was that kind of a person to be the proper person to reconstitute God's people. How can we apply that to what Witness Lee was just referring to, the truths in the New Testament being different than the practices? Calling on the Lord's not a truth in the New Testament. Pray reading or baptism, these are not truths. The truths are sanctification, renewing, justification. Say a little bit about that before we run out of time today. Yeah, Matt. Uh, also, like you say, there is a distinction between the truths in the Bible and the practices. Practices such as prayer, our calling on the Lord, baptism, maybe head covering, foot washing, all of these things are practices found in the Word, yet they are not the central line of the divine revelation. The truth, the deeper aspects of the divine revelation, these are the things that we must know, such as, for example, in our experience, the salvation the regeneration, the renewing of the mind, sanctification, the uh, transformation, uh, confirmation, glorification, the new Jerusalem, the body of Christ. These are all the deeper truths, or like in a tree, it's the trunk of the tree, And but the other practices found in the Bible, they are more or less like the leaves and the branches. They are not the main substance, the main element. So Brother Lee, in this sense, with Brother Nee, they became skillful, Matt, in diving into the deeper truths concerning the heart of God. They wanted to know the plan of God, the heart of God, the desire of God, And in this way, they corresponded with Ezra in every way. So Brother Nee, Watchman Nee, and Witness Lee really learned how to major in the major things. Right. But so many today are just minoring in the major things, and, and they major in the minor things. Right. So Bill, let me ask you, what is the difference between sanctification and renewing? Uh, The renewing, Matt, of course, follows right after when a person is regenerated with the life of God. Right away, the life of God, as we grow in, in the Lord, it begins to spread into our inward being, and it needs to renew us to bring in God's new element and new nature, mainly, you know, into our mind. But sanctification is a little bit further. It's more of a saturation, a permeation of the very life of God into the mind, emotion, and will into our inward being. 
So there's a little difference between the sanctification. It's deeper, it's richer, it involves more of the parts of our soul, our mind, emotion, and will, and it's a further step, a deeper step in our growth in the divine life, uh, sanctification is, than the renewing. Thanks, Bill, and uh, you did pretty good. I didn't warn you I was going to ask you that question, so you did a good job with your answer. Uh, Bill, we've run out of time. We're going to have to stop. Thanks for coming into the studio today. It's a pleasure, Matt. And thank you also for listening. We hope you'll stay with us. It's a unique life study, an important one, and uh, we'll be here. We hope you'll be here with us as well. On behalf of Bill Lawson, this is Matt Miller. Thanks for listening. This program is brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher of the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. To find out more, we invite you to visit our website, lsm.org. There you'll find more than 600 titles from both authors available online. You can also listen to recordings of Witness Lee's spoken messages and see the full array of material that Living Stream has to offer. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today. Was Jesus simply a great religious leader? The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John chapter 1, verse 29. Based on the scriptures, the religious people were looking for a great leader, but Jesus was introduced to them as a little lamb with a little dove. The Lamb is for redemption, to redeem fallen man back to God. And the Dove is for life-giving, for anointing, to anoint man with what God is, to bring God into man and man into God. Both the Lamb and the Dove are needed for man to participate in God. Scripture, John 1.29, and commentary from the New Testament Recovery Version published by Living Stream Ministry. For more information, visit lsm.org.